where we received heavy artillery for over over three days. We would hide in a in a safe house that we acquired, or we hide in this main uh, bunker. And during the time, we we really couldn't do much. So during that downtime, you know, we have to burn off energy. We have to relax a little bit, I guess. So we would we would do a little bit of training in between. This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat. Today, I get to talk to Gabriel Antonio. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you for making some time and being patient. We've been trying to make this happen for, it feels like weeks. It feels like weeks. Um, if somebody hasn't <laughs> met you, let them know what your name is and then where you at right now. Uh, my name is Gabriel Antonio and I'm currently here in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, with when I just recently just got back from, from Ukraine. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I think when we first started trying to make this happen. Yes. Okay. I've seen a lot of stuff in the, in the news that's coming out of this uh, situation in Ukraine. You've been there, you know, on the ground. What, what's the situation like? What's the reality of everything going on? So a lot of stuff you, you, you've seen, um, is I want to say, well, I want to say it's about 70% correct. Uh, I myself was with a couple with a team, um, in Kiev. Uh, fighting in Bucha and Erspin. And when we're doing the initial push to get uh, the Russians out of there, you, I'm sure you saw in the news the, the massacre, the people cuffed behind their backs, executed, uh, the innocent civilians shot. Um, that's that's real. There's a lot of a lot of war crimes. Uh, as we're doing that push and getting the Russians out, you, you know, you just see the dead bodies of innocent civilians uh, blatantly executed. Um so all the war crimes you're seeing, a lot of the massacres you're seeing, those are very real, very realistic. Um, we kind of see in the news of, or you hear in certain places after the Russians were kicked out of Kiev of the war being over, that's not real. Um, in the east, in Malachi, Marupol, uh, Kyrgyzstan, uh, The war's real. The war's real there, and it's 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 heavily going on. Yes. So so right now you're back in Houston, and I think you have a goal to to get back over there. And um, can you kind of tell me, I guess, what does that look like, and why why go back? Yeah. So uh, I initially came back as I received some uh, injuries from from explosions when I was there. Uh, uh, so I had to I had some checks done, uh, and I figured. To come back here, raise some raise some money. We're trying to raise about ten grand to buy tourniquets, uh, especially for for the frontline soldiers uh, in the east, um, and delivering delivering them myself. Uh, the issue that we have there right now is a lot of stuff that comes in through humanitarian organizations isn't really making it to the far front lines. Um, when I was in the east, you see guys using shoelaces. Uh, belts as tourniquets, which in reality causes more harm than good. So I felt since I had to get medically checked anyway to come back, raise money, get those supplies where I I can deliver them myself to the areas that that, that need them. Yes, and and you know, um, whenever we had first talked a little bit, you were saying like, hey, there's a you know, even the, the, the combat sports side, obviously y'all are, y'all are in combat, but let people know, where do you, where do you train here? And I, I guess, how long have you been training? Yes, I, I train out of a uh, revolution dojo, um, in downtown. I used to train with, uh, Saul Solis, um, 
prior to 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 his death uh, for a little bit. Uh, but my training started uh, in the military uh, when you learn your basic uh, mech map skills, um, and then that transitioned to learning Krav Maga, um, which I did for quite a few years outside of the military. Uh, I did here here in Houston also, um, and then just have to transition about three years ago to to attempt to fight full time uh, about two and a half years ago. Um, to try to to try to expand the career and move move forward in, in in combat sports. Yeah, and you know, I guess with that military, you know, background, and then transitioning into, hey, I'm going to do this, I guess, to stay in shape or um, as as a sport. It seems like because what I have found, and I I did not serve in the military, but at least like in these gyms, there is like that that brotherhood and family, and and it's like a bond that's there. You know, does that relate? No, it does. It does very much. I, I, I trained in different gyms before uh, being here in Houston. And when I found Revolution Dojo, um, Jeff Messina and, and his and his other instructors, they make it a very, they make it an effort to make it seem like, or make it feel like you're part of the family. And, it, and in reality, you are. Um, out of all the gyms that I've trained in, I think uh, Revolution's probably one of the best places that you, you become part of a family, become part of that brotherhood like you see in the military. I just saw that Professor Jeff Messina, that he, he won gold. It was like the European Nationals or some something like that, um, and he posted yeah. on social media. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff is a beast. Uh, his his skill set, his, his, his jiu-jitsu knowledge, his combat knowledge is, is very high. Um, and you know, I think part of it, not only as a competitor, but what makes him a really good instructor is that he will give you all that knowledge and 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 help you grow. Without you know, I've seen places where they want to hold people want to hold back competitors want to hold back their little secrets. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, so you never use it against them. But uh, Jeff is not like not not that way. He shares everything with you, and and I think that helps. That's helped me grow as a competitor uh, and as, and as a fighter. And it's also cool to see them out there leading from the front, you know, going and competing and not only competing and being successful, having fun, but like still winning, winning the whole thing. You know, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, whenever you're out there um, in Ukraine, is there a, I guess like, is there, is there combat sports out there? I know that there is, but are, are they kind of distracted from that in the way they're like, Hey, we're trying to protect our country. We're trying to, um, you know, to fight for our, our freedom. There is. Um, so when you go into Poland, I, I was, when I landed in Poland, I went to Krakow. Um, and I had a, a day from the mission to Krakow to Ukraine. Uh, and I found a, a jujitsu MMA gym that I, I went to go train for an hour for like two hours, which was, which was fun. I uh, learned a little bit different, but once you make it into Ukraine, um, the further you go East, um, initially towards Kiev where, where the invade, where there was invaders, you didn't see much training. Um, on the West by the border in Lviv, you, there was gyms that were open for training jujitsu. Um, by the further East you went, you're unable to train, uh, cause a lot of the people there are, have signed up for the military or signed up in one way or capacity to, to fight the war. Um, once, 
uh, Kiev was pushed from the from Russians in the regions. It's when stuff started opening up a little bit. Um, I met a, a, a female jujitsu. Uh, she's she won ADC, uh, I believe ADC or European Championships. Um, so you know they have really good uh, people to train there. One of the my teammates that I was uh, attached with, to or I was attached to this man's unit. Um, he, you know, he helped, he, he's trained his whole life. He's, you know, he's, he's, he was with, uh, he, he was, a uh, um, Amosov, the Bellator champion training partner, uh, for a while. Um, and then you have guys like, um, Lomachenko that, that are there. Um, so there is a big community there. You just, for my time there, you didn't get to see that huge fighting community, um, but from my understanding, things are opening up now. Okay. And whenever you are there and you were, you know, serving and fighting and doing those things, I think that you were like in the, you had mentioned earlier before we went on air, you're in the middle of, of like fire and, and, and bombs and stuff like that going off. Um, do you have time to train with the other people that y'all are fighting alongside with? Um, so, yeah, we did we did a lot more uh, combat technical training, um, some and stuff like that when we were able to. During our downtime, um we would do some, you know, hand to hand stuff, some jujitsu, um, for one or two reasons. One was in case we actually do need this in, in, in combat and we, we find ourselves in a very tough situation. Everybody knows the basics of how to survive and how to fight. Um, secondly, there was a, a time frame when I was there in, uh, in Irfine where we received heavy artillery for over, over three days. Um, uh, mortars and artillery. So while we're, we couldn't really move, we couldn't really do much. Uh, we would hide in a, in a safe house that we acquired or we hide in this ghetto made, uh, bunker. Um, and during the time we, we really couldn't do much. Uh, I myself, I'm not an artillery guy. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty much useless, uh, when it comes, comes to that. Um, so during that downtime, you know, we have to burn off energy. We have to um, relax a little bit, I guess. Um, so we would we would do a little bit of training in between, um, especially after you know the five TV shows you downloaded on Netflix ran away, or <laughs> you watched it like for, for the fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of things do you watch? What kind of things would you find? Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to download this and watch it, and then you just get get tired of it. Oh, I. I I think the one that I watched the most was uh, a Netflix documentary called Animals. <laughs> what's it about? What's it about? I, I'm guessing animals in some way, but what is it? What's the premise? Uh, so they had like the strange that I remember these pretty well. <laughs> they had a uh, birds of prey. So you know they went into very specific birds of prey throughout the world, uh, bears, dolphins, and I think those are those are the three that I remember because those are the three that I continuously <laughs> continuously watched <laughs> yeah you know okay you know talking about all of this i guess the one thing that i that i really am curious is like why why go back why is that you know you're calling why is it important for you to go back you know raise that money and then go help and fight well, i think the most most important part i mean it is to get those supplies out to the front lines because you've seen it and you know that they they need them right you know there's there's a war going on there are a lot of war crimes. Yeah, they, they do. They really do need them. Um, 
and then you see a lot of war crimes that are unacceptable from the Russian side. Um, so for me, it's at the very minimum, is to go back and give get them the supplies that they that they truly need. You know, I put everything else on hold here in the U.S. Um, I, you know, I wanted to wanted to be scheduled for a June fourth fight, um, but you know, I, I put my fighting career, my life on hold um, just to be able to do this and, and go back. And I think now that I've already been there and I've already seen what is really needed, you know, I have a, I have a responsibility to go back and make sure that at the very minimum, the stuff that I need, I see that need to be fixed gets fixed yes. or supplied to. Do you hope or, or think that you'll be able to fight later this year? No. Yeah. So originally uh, I was set to go in a couple of days. Um, but some, some issues that came up where supplies to come in, um, which are, I've, I've been delayed a little bit. So once those come up, um, I'll be heading back. So hopefully no later than, than a week or two, I should be back. Uh, but it's all variant on, on, uh, the, the, the supplies coming in that we have, that we have ordered, um, and just making everything it's set up and it's going to flow correctly. Yeah. Um, cause I've, I'm also waiting from a letter from, from a, a major general to up in, um, Keys to make sure that the supplies and equipment that I'm bringing, um, across the border that the Ukrainian military knows that they can't be touched or they're, you know, I have permissions to bring X amount of items and, and stuff like that, and I don't have any issues um, to transport them all the way to the to the front line. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody wants to to follow, you know, this journey that you're taking, or they want to help in any way, what's the best way for them to to get in touch with you, or to get involved and, and find out what's going on and how they can help? Yeah, so uh, they can follow me on my Instagram, which is Gabriel uh, underscore Antonio, the number six. Um, and from there, you know, I, I post a lot of stuff, uh, while I'm in country for security, security reasons. I don't, I, I don't really post a lot of stuff, um, unless you're in like my, my close group friends, mm-hmm. um, and that has to deal a lot with more security. So it can't be tracked or, you know, if, if, if Russians are, are watching or, or hacking into systems, it, it doesn't get, you know, give our positions away. Um, but I do post on my Instagram, uh, my GoFundMe page that we're, you know, we're raising money. We've, we've raised over $1,500, uh, currently. Um, and I always post it on there. And, and if, if anybody wants to donate, uh, always go to my Instagram. Um, and then from there, I, I always post the links and, and stuff. And if they want to send me any questions, they're more than welcome to. You know, thank you for, for taking some time today. I appreciate you. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Yeah. You know, I, I just want to thank you for you know your time. Um, this is a a very this is a very real war. Uh, a lot of people are dying, including military and civilians, children, women. Um, from what I've seen and, and my experience there, there's a lot of war crimes being committed. Um, so for for this GoFundMe, raising this money is very important, um, and all this money is only being spent on medical medical supplies specifically tourniquets. Um, so if anybody's concerned that, oh, they're going to use it for weapons, they're going to use it for this, we're, I, I'm not using it for that. Uh, I'm specifically buying tourniquets and other medical supplies that are needed to not only help the soldiers in the front, but the civilians that get evacuated or get injured in the process. 
Awesome. So you can go follow Gabriel on Instagram. Gabriel, thank you so much for taking time today. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. This is Guardy with Clear Life Combat.